world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. live good morning everybody welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the red pill project morning coffee with andrea and vince i'm vince taglavia this is my wonderful partner in truth andrea kreft thank you all for patiently waiting the last month and a half while we well i got my shit together but uh, i moved i'm set up boy are my arms tired here we are uh, if you guys don't know, this is just a show we do on the Red Pill Project for anybody who's new, where we just go over the news and events of the morning to kick the day off. I know a lot of you guys rely on the Red Pill Project for your news, and we want to make sure that you have a sufficient amount. So every day, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, we will be here to share the news and events of the morning and have a conversation about it, share our thoughts and opinions on that. You, you may disagree, you may agree. But we are all here to learn, so please leave your comments and your feedback on the Social Red Pill, Josh's private social network for the Red Pill family, socialredpill.com. Free to join. We'd love to see you there. Met a few new people over the past few weeks. Great. Welcome, everybody. Um, it looks like we didn't screw up the stream. We got audio coming through. The only thing is, I know I'm orange. Don't worry, Orange Man is not bad. I have terrible lighting. I'll be working on my setup here as the days go by, but good enough for now. Anyway, Andrea is my partner in truth. She's awesome and wonderful, and we love her very much. And Red Pill is dear and uh, near and dear to her heart as well as mine. Uh, it's a pleasure to have her here. Andrea, good morning. I'm so happy we're back. Good How morning. you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be back. It's been a, a little bit of a break, 
Um, but you know, everybody needs a break every now and then. I know you all have missed us. Um, but I took this opportunity uh, that we were not on to get stuff in order and work on my own stuff. Um, we did a lot of gardening this summer. Uh, tons of stuff, rearranging stuff, because, you know, as most of you know, I moved earlier this year. Um, so I still have lots of organizing to do and just trying to really get things pinned down. And But we're getting there. Moving's um, fun, isn't it? Moving is not fun. I hate moving. <laughs> <laughs> I am never moving again, ever. <laughs> I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life. You know, but we're we're getting back on schedule. Summer is pretty much well over. You know, in Montana, we got maybe a month of good weather left before the snow comes, and then mm-hmm. my kid back in school, and everything's on track with that. Cool. And by back in school, I mean he's sitting at the kitchen table because homeschooling. You know, homeschool. Come on, everybody! I love it. I he you know he's we had a breakthrough this year. Uh, it's been a fight and a fight and a fight every year, and this year. It was like a light bulb went off in his head and he goes, oh, maybe I do need that education that my mom's been trying to force on me. So it's That's good. So I, um, I'm i happy to know that things are progressing well and he likes his curriculum and he's learning. So, yeah, ready definitely to get back on track and get back into the groove of things and stuff. And I've missed all my Red Pill family. I know that I have been absent from the zooms and everything but it just gave me a time to kind of focus on my family which i needed to do so yeah you know what and i have no problem with it i actually encourage you guys to unplug Mm -hmm. spend time with your family work on yourself do what you need to do you know what it's very important it's okay to unplug once in a while you're not Mm going to miss anything it's fine you'll come back everything will be where it was so you know if you need to do that do it i highly recommend it you know life's too short the world is too beautiful so if you need to do it do it and we'll be here for you whenever you need us um man over the past month and a half i've been tuning into the daily dose just keeping in touch with josh and uh pushing back my return week after week and Mm -hmm. did shit just go wild or did shit go wild it went nuts. I never would have um, expected this, you know. It, it was just all of a sudden it was just nothing, 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 you know, just news, just new regular old news, and then all of a sudden just kind of blew up. And I was yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> like, wait a minute. And then, like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm really out of touch. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, today's episode's titled "Tea Belongs in the Harbor." Drink um, more coffee. Drink more coffee. Or just tea belongs in the harbor on uh, Rumble because it was too long, but um, or somewhere I had to shorten it. Anyway, tea belongs in the harbor. You know, the queen passed away about ten days ago, and yeah. there were those posts associated with that that Josh went over last uh, week and a half ago uh, at the time, and that just blew my mind. Just these validations are astronomical. So if you guys haven't seen that, go back a week and a half, watch the daily dose with Joshua Reed. He really breaks this stuff down. The cool thing about the dynamic of the shows that we have on the red pill project, um, coffee and the daily dose. Also in between that, we do have Mick and V Lynn show, which is fantastic as well. Great people. But the way we kind of, I look at it is we are going to cover the news. Essentially. I try to decode. Okay. I can't do it. I just I can't. suck at it. I understand what's going on after talking to Josh and you guys and what's not, but um, decoding is not my thing. So I'm not going to be trying to 
put connect A to B, but we are going to go over all the news because I think all of it is relevant. And I personally love to know where we are, where are we with the stocks. I used to trade uh, options and stocks, <clears throat> and so I like to just follow it just just like really loosely just to see kind of where we're at day by day, and we'll share that with you guys. Uh, we'll get out of the way quickly, though. We cover that first. It'll be out of here. Uh, I And then just following the news. It all is relevant. It's all very important. And um, it's nice to get a little bit of news in, in the morning or in the afternoon if you're on the east or anywhere in the world, wherever you are. It's nice to get that news. And then Josh is just a master at having his Joshopedia mind and plugging it all together and stringing the pearls. So tune into that night show and make sure you get the breakdown of what the hell it all means, what's going on, possible things that will happen in the future. Um, unfortunately, Josh is pretty spot on with all his predictions over the years. Um <laughs> and you know, yeah he's he's really studied this stuff a lot and he's been involved in it right from the very beginning and followed along and so he he has uh an understanding that surpasses what i could possibly do with it and so it's nice to be able to get the news out and then have him put it all together and how the news fits into those cycles and um how everything goes together because it is important to understand the bigger picture of things. It's not just the news because the news is only just a portion of it. You know, yeah. it, it appears as if there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we um, aren't seeing and that's not showing up in the news, but it ties to it. So having him put all of that together is um, it's really important to understand the bigger picture of things. And I'm not going to even attempt to do it. I had only, you know, started looking into that movement, you know, about halfway through. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I do do research like during Trump's, yeah, I do too. Trump's Ohio speech the other day. I listened to that and mm -hmm. I was taking notes. I was like listening to the numbers he was saying, just listening for keywords and stuff. And I was taking notes and he would say like, I actually have my notes right here. Let me pull it up. He said things like, uh, just numbers. So he would say, oh, you know, 75 million barrels. And I'm like, 75 million barrels? Let me go look at post-75. And then, like, right. I was looking at the delta deltas of his... Uh, Dates and stuff. Of his truth posts. Was, and uh, then I started doing weird shit. I was like, okay, so <laughs> I'll take this and this and I'll subtract this. And I go to this post and I'm just like, ah. And then I'm telling Josh, and he, he's so polite. He's not like you're an idiot, but he's like... I don't know. It'd probably be something more like this and this. And I was like, oh, see, so that's why I, I, I'm way, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So with that, but anyway, so I'll, I'll spare you guys the baloney. I'll stick to what I know uh, for all our sakes. Yeah, I, I'm going to do the same. There were, you know, in the very beginning when I was looking at this, I tried my hand at decoding and um, there was a couple of things I said to him and he's like, no, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like, it's I'm not going to even go down that road. I well, just, I my my talents lie elsewhere. <laughs> I could learn it. All oh, I'm sure I could learn it if I put enough yeah. time in. There's a method to the madness, and it's just the way their comms work. But anyway, what do you say we get into a little bit of news? Unless you've got a little bit of intro here. Anything else? I don't. Okay. I just, I, you know, I hope everybody's had a good summer. And um I know we've got some new people in. Josh has got lots of stuff that he had going on this summer with traveling and different things like that. So, um, you know, anybody that's new here, welcome. We're happy to have you here. We're glad you're watching. Uh, we hope you like this little show that we do. If it's the first time you're tuning into our show, 
um, you know, I hope you enjoy it and get some benefit out of it. Um, we try to add a little bit of humor. I can't wait to do Friday Funnies. I really That's miss right. that. Good point. I miss my Friday funnies. I, I see Babylon B stuff all the time, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we have a reputation at the Red Pill Project of being doom and gloom, and that's not because we're negative Nancys. It's just because the world's going to shit under Joe Biden, and we apologize for that. So, you know, we get burnt out too. We don't like just focusing on all the negatives. So on Fridays, as Andrea mentioned, we like to do Friday funnies, kind of an homage to uh, Saturday comics and magazines or newspapers or whatever and we like to just look at the funny stuff that's related to the topics we covered all week yeah and we just and unwind and just get ready for the weekend because nobody wants to be you know all doom and gloom and all worked up and tense on the weekends and so it's just kind of a way to let our hair down and you know for those of us who have hair yeah i love the weekends Um, for those of you who are unaware of how the red pill project works or how our schedule kind of is Monday through Thursday, it's pretty serious news. News in the morning, news in the afternoon, news at night, right? (laughs) Fridays, we got morning coffee, which we loosen up. And then Josh has conversations on the fringe where he goes off into the vast fringe of the universe, right? And talks about the things that make you think. And then we have Makes You Think on Saturday, Mick and V. Lynn on Sunday with their show. So it kind of gets a little bit off-topic, more esoteric, religious, philosophical, scientific, all these kinds of things, and it's a good way for us to just Speaking of conversations on the fringe, I know that we're going to be looking at getting some new guests here soon, too. So Mm -hmm. if you guys have any ideas for guests that you want to submit that you'd like Josh to look at, I know I've seen a couple people posted on the app. I have not done a whole lot with it um, just because I've been busy this summer, but you know, private message me or tag me in a post on the platform and um, with whoever you'd like. If you have a website or some form of way of contacting them that I can reach out to them and do that, then we're going to be looking at doing that. But um, all of them have to be approved through Josh first. So I'll be putting together a list and submitting to him and have him kind of go over that list and see. But definitely if there's somebody that you're like oh i really want to see them on conversations on the fridge you know let me know um now is a good time to kind of submit that and this way we can get some people you guys the viewers can have your input you know and see the guests that you want to see yeah and the best place to contact us is the social red pill that's our private social network socialredpill.com it's free to join socialredpill.com so anyway let's jump into it we're going to start uh with what we always start with and that is finance we're going to keep it short we're going to keep it brief because let's face it if you have a 401k you don't want to think about it but we're going to talk about it just for a moment to know where the heck we're at besides inflation only went up an inch yeah (laughs) oh lord (laughs) so in case you didn't know that is now an economic term an inch oh my god it's not it's not a measurement of you know, size, it's measurement of inflation. <laughs> yeah. So in anticipation, yeah, Biden is just such an idiot. Um, I've never heard anybody explain a rise or fall of a chart in a distance a measurement. Right. Anyway, um, stocks are turning higher and the Fed meeting is coming up. Okay. 
so we'll see what happens there. Josh mentioned it last week. We're likely to see a large rate increase. What the market will do, it'll probably go up. Um, but who knows? The market's very... I, I can't predict what's going to happen. I'll be honest. It's like flipping a coin for me. Um, yeah. But everything's a little bit a little bit up going into the day. Crude oil, let's, I want to look at the longer chart. It's at 84.59 now. It's gone, or 84.92 now. Let's look at like the six-month chart. It's gone down since June, right? Just constantly down, which is really interesting. Remember when it was over $100 a barrel? Wow. Oh, yeah. Over $100. So that's interesting. Biden's very proud of himself. But if you look at like the five-year, um, at one point, it did <laughs> we go can negative. see where it was. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, we all know that under Trump, we were paying like a dollar seventy-nine for gas, right? Yeah. And now we're all paying like three eighty-seven a gallon for it. So, and diesel's even worse. So, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Just an absolute disgrace. Donald Fine. Trump. Donald Trump really summed this up really well over the weekend with this truth. According to Reuters, household wealth fell by record $6.1 trillion in quarter two of 2022. In 2022, NASDAQ declined by 26.16%. S&P 500 declined by 18.15%. Bitcoin declined by 57.34% by the dip. 30-year fixed mortgage rate um, increased and inflation increased bigly. They also he also put out a chart there showing that net worths US household net worth sinks most on record. So we're all worth less, most likely. But some of the people are doing well. If you're doing well, if you position yourself right, good on you. And you know, do your best not to be a victim in these fucked up times. Um, you gotta just stay positive, keep your eye on the prize, make be strategic. Play 5D chess with your own life and try your best not to be a victim of these calamities that we are all victims of in some way or another. Yeah. So. Very yeah. good advice. Mm -hmm. um, crypto thing. Uh, Josh does have a crypto mastermind on the social red pill. Um, he's very, very good when it comes to crypto and investing in these kinds of things if you're interested in that kind of thing it is a paid subscription to join it but you can find more information on the socialredpill.com reach out to us if you're interested or you could go to the groups and find it there yep. and join yep. um and all this stuff helps us keep the lights on i do want to take care of that real quick before we move on to the, our next segment here um we do all of this ourselves the red pill project has never, never been all about money We've never been raking in the dough. We've never just taken a sponsor here and there willy-nilly. We're very um, cautious when it comes to that, and we want to make sure we do all the right things. We do have a few sponsors we utilize, as well as we have um, opportunities or areas where you could donate to help support decentralized news and media. And I'll just put one way out there. It is Give, Send, Go. If you guys appreciate what we do here, enjoy the content, um, and would like to support us in some way, and you don't, you can go to Give, Send, Go. Uh, well, our short link is redpills.tv slash go. Redpills.tv slash go, and you could contribute there. You could also pray there or share the campaign. Uh, and we greatly appreciate that. That helps us keep the lights on. 
and all that stuff. So thank you all who do that. Also, uh, on the social red pill, although it's free to join, you can get a subscription, and that goes towards travel, equipment, baloney, just keeping it flowing. So thank you all for your support. Otherwise, we would not be here. You guys have just been tremendous. So anyway, let's jump into the next thing here. Getting into uh, U.S. news. Yeah. This was interesting, and I saw people talking about this. There just seems to be a lot of a lot of conflicting information when it comes to this, Andrea. Do you want to take this one away? Sure. Are we... Uh, railroads? Oh, railroads. Oh, did I skip one? Yep. Well, there was the Joe Biden and the inflation. Oh, thing. yeah. Kind of already covered that. There really isn't much more to go over other than his stupidity. So yeah, we can said, skip that one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, developing a deal to avert rail worker strike may fall apart. So the Biden regime last week struck a tentative deal with rail workers to avert a strike. However, the deal has the potential to fall apart because the union workers say they don't have all the details on paid sick leave and voluntarily assigned days off. Amtrak on Wednesday announced it would cancel all long-distance trains starting Thursday, September 15th, as a national rail strike loomed. I don't know if that's actually happened yet. I think they've, they're they still running because this deal has been tentative. Yeah. Um, so the Gateway Pundit reported last week about an impending major freight railroad strike set for Friday, September 16th. The strike would be devastating to the U.S. supply chain and an already fragile Biden economy. Biden's Labor Secretary Mar Marty Walsh helped negotiate a 24% pay increase over a period of five years to union workers. In case many of you don't know, that is kind of a crappy pay increase, but whatever. Not, none of us are getting pay increases right now, so it's better than what most of us are getting. The Biden regime also helped negotiate better working conditions and caps on what they have to pay for out-of-pocket health care. Biden called it a win for America on Thursday. Of course he did. This agreement is a validation of what I have always believed, that unions and management can work together for the benefit of everyone. This is a win for America. Thank you all for getting this done. So um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is a little long. But basically, the, the union workers are still pissed because there's still information that's missing from this. That's nothing is set in stone yet. And they could actually still strike. Apparently, it also only covers a portion of it doesn't cover all rail workers. So this only covers um, it only applies to SMART, so SMART. And the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen, the two largest rail unions, but not the other unions that agreed to contracts based on the less worker-friendly PEB guidance. Those include nearly 5,000 rail workers at the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers who voted to reject the PEB contract and authorized to strike last week. The union said it would resume negotiations this week and hold off on a strike until at least September 29th. So, I you know, thought, the thing about... Oh, go ahead. I thought the rail folk weren't allowed to strike because of the national security concerns associated with it. You know, the thing with unions, I don't I don't know about that. I haven't heard about it, so I, I can't speak on it. But um, for the most part, with unions, the whole reason that they put unions into place is so that they can strike. It's a, it's a form of leverage, you know, to get what they want. Um I know I've been, I've worked for a company that was union before. My husband has worked for a company that's been union. Um, 
I, I hate unions. You know, they were originally designed to promote safer workplaces, uh, fair work practices, fair wages, um, good benefits, safer working conditions, but they've morphed into something a lot more. And now they're just another arm of the Democrat Party, basically. So um, they're lobbyists and crooks, in my opinion. But there are a lot of people that are union workers and stuff, and there are benefits to being a union worker. I, I won't deny that. So for all of you out there that are union workers and stuff, you understand the benefits. You can also opt out. Most of the time, most unions still make you pay, even if you opt out of yeah. being in the union. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it has its its pros and its cons. Um, overall, they promote democratic ideals and leftists uh, leftist opinions. Honestly, um, I don't care. I don't think they care if they see a strike. I think they want no. this kind of thing. They don't, you know, and that's just the thing. They they want this to fall apart, which is why they're doing what they were doing. If they were serious about this is the problem is that Amtrak used to be a private organization, a private company, and then it was sold to the federal government, and now it's run federally. And that was the biggest mistake that was ever made, you know. So it, a lot of the problems that we're seeing are things that people should have seen coming a long time ago, but didn't. And you know, these guys are just like the rest of Americans. They they want a fair increase. They're feeling the pinch at home when it comes to inflation and the economy. And they want what all of us want. And that's more money, you know, because the economy has went up or the inflation has went up, but our wages didn't, you know. Yeah. My husband's still making the same amount of money that yeah. he was making under Trump. So. People have just dealt with so much, too, with the scamdemic and everything else. So. If they're even still working there, they're pissed, naturally. Yeah. So this could be a really big disaster if they don't figure something else out, um, because it does um, affect the supply chain. Yeah, and there's fake news going on around it. Oh, it's going to be averted. Nobody worry. Biden acted fast and everything's perfect. I saw somebody on Twitter. Have you noticed how just chill and cool as a cucumber Joe Biden is? Oh, yeah, so much better than Trump because of this railway thing, and he's just totally solving it, not even a big deal. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking blind? Yeah. Pay attention. You know, wake up. Wake up. Exactly. You can put all the evidence you want out there in front of people, and unless they want to see it, they're not going to. And that's just yeah, it. I it's, ignore it. it. can't. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? Oh, yeah. Good luck. So, yeah. Onward here, onward here, Biden hosts anti-extremist summit at the White House. Oh, I wonder what he means by anti-extremist. He probably means like mega Republicans, you know, terrorists, right? Like some, I don't know. Yeah, he means mega Republicans. Unfortunately, um, President Joe Biden on Thursday will address a White House conference on hate-motivated violence in his latest bid to call out what he sees as a dangerous tide of extremism ac across the country. Officials said. The event dubbed the United We Stand Summit will highlight, quote, the corrosive effects of hate-fueled violence on our democracy and public safety, unquote, the White House said in a statement. Blah, blah, blah. They're coming after 
MAGA. And here's yeah. the thing. What about the extremism or what about the terrorism of a bioweapon being released on the world? What about the extremism of a coup and taking over a country? You know, what about all this stuff? Oh, that's us. Conspiracy. That's exactly what we're talking about. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want to hear it. misinformation. I don't want to hear it. No one believes it for a second. Most people have their heads screwed on right. This is bullshit. This is an attack on normal people. They're attacking grandmas with folk, with with beautiful families who just want to bake pie and live their lives. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, and you know, the funny thing is, is that they are still going after people that were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Yeah, I know. They are still knocking on doors of old ladies and people that were just there. They weren't even in the Capitol. They yeah. weren't anywhere near the Capitol. <laughs> the FBI knocks at the door and they're like, hey, this is Jim. Actually, Jim. <laughs> FBI, Jim here. Susan on Facebook sent us a message and told us that you were at the Capitol on January 6th. And then Mary's like, oh, dear. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then you, you got the background. I told you not to go to that. <laughs> Dude, it's just so fucked up. And it, it, it's seriously, it's, it's disturbing is what it is because here we are almost three years after or no two years excuse me two years almost two years after this whole thing and they're still knocking on doors they're still harassing people they're still rounding people up and they're looking for anything that they possibly can it's just um and they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to set um an example they're they're trying to use these people as an example do not go against our regime or we will come after you yeah just like they did with um alex jones right and steve bannon they and... said that we're gonna make an example out of you it's not about you it's about the people that come after you which is us and that's why they attack trump they're not attacking trump they're attacking, they're attacking us yeah trump's Definitely. just in their way they're not attacking they're not attacking Alex Jones. They're attacking us. He's just standing in their way. You know. So fuck. Anyway. Wanna move Crazy on? Times. Yeah. Yep. I think it'll all I think it'll get better, but I think there's gonna be a little rough patch here, continuation of a rough patch. Yeah. Oh, this next one is a scary in and of itself. Is it? And it just gives me nightmares. Uh -oh. Reactivated. The Clinton Global Initiative is ready to save a world on fire. Yes, you heard that right. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton sees a troubled world on fire with strife and tensions and is convinced he has just the means to save it. That is why he is calling on governments, businesses, philanthropies, and other prominent institutions to back the Clinton Global Initiative. The meeting of international leaders when it reconvenes Monday for the first time since 2016. So they they shut all this down, you know, and stopped doing anything when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Mm -hmm. And of course, the guest list for their events includes. Um, it's called know, the Clinton. Matt Damon. I thought it said Clinton Cabal Initiative. <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> But uh, they've got Matt Damon and Bono and Ashley Judd, Robin Wright, you know, all these people that I could give a crap less about. But um, he says he claims 
the the world is on fire in a lot of different ways. And but there are a lot of things that businesses, non-governmental groups, and governments working together can do to help with a lot of these problems. Now, the one thing is, is they're going to get millions and millions and millions of dollars from a bunch of people. And the only thing, so the only thing that the that they claim to actually do is put people in contact with other people. Oh, it's a network. And we, it, it's a money laundering scheme, right? We all <laughs> know this. It's um, a human trafficking scheme and nothing that they do is good. Yeah, potentially. I, we have no proof of that, but you know um, what they did with Haiti and missing children. Sure. I wouldn't doubt it. To, to making it appear as if it's not as um, philanthropic as it seems, right? Yeah, it's like, don't stop us. We're doing good stuff over here. Yeah. So it'll be, they've also, their initiative has been sponsored by major corporations, Coca-Cola, Barclays, Goldman Sachs, Blackstone Group, Laureate Education, Monsanto, go figure, and Standard Charter Banks. So, oh, so they're just like, all right, we know the solution digital currency and tracking tattoos, everybody. Come on, let's fix global warming. They also want to talk about partnerships that focus on common humanity alongside Dr. Tedros. Hmm, where have we heard oh, that name? Wasn't the he the terrorist from Africa who then became the dude that the, led the who world director? Health, yeah. yeah, the World Health Organization crook. So this is, you know, honestly, this is scary knowing that this is, but here's kind of my take on it, I guess, for whatever it's worth. It tells me that the deep state is really in panic mode and they need something to get back on track because they're reactivating this. And that's what it says, reactivating. Um. So yeah, it tells me that they, they don't have enough resources, that they need more resources at their disposal. Yeah, their plan was um, halted. Their plan was halted. They're trying to get back on track, but uh, they got a little But they're bit running of, into some snags. Yeah. And so now they're restarting all of this, which tells me that, you know, things aren't going quite nearly to plan as they, what they think. Um, this does scare me in some ways, just because these people are evil and scary. <laughs> so... Yeah, they're not stopping until they're stopped, that's for sure. Uh, man, this whole uh, thing with Martha's Vineyard that's been happening is really entertaining. The memes coming out of it are great, too. We'll go over oh. those on Friday. But um, for those of you who don't know, uh, illegal immigrants were sent to Martha's Vineyard, which is in Maine, right? An island off of Maine that's really high-class, hoity-toity. Anybody who's anybody has a vacation home out there, like uh, Barack Isn't it Obama. Massachusetts. Is it Massachusetts? Yeah, you're right. It is Massachusetts. Yeah, the boot, the boot state thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's off Massachusetts. You're right. Thank you. And um, so, yeah, they sent illegal aliens over there, and the racism showed of the rich white people, and they all cheered as they were all bust out of there. Let's pull up this article. They're such. They're so ridiculous, man. Oh, and and they were they were all deported off of Martha's Vineyard faster than I have ever seen happen in the United States ever. I mean, I don't know where they yeah. went. Does it ever actually <laughs> say where they go? Like, I don't know where they were sent. Maybe they sent them back. <laughs> they probably just drowned them in the ocean. They're like, oh, they're better off. Right. I'm just kidding, but I'm just 
joking. Um, yeah, leftist attorneys of illegal aliens flown to Martha's Vineyard urge criminal investigation against Governor DeSantis for daring to send unwanted aliens to liberal elite community. You're muted. I don't know what happened. You're telling me these illegal aliens are pissed off and have lawyers and they're going to sue DeSantis for, DeSantis for sending them there? That's oh, my guess, is, my guess is that it's not their the illegal no. aliens attorneys, it's the elite <laughs> yeah, attorneys. Yeah, they're like, we're going to put you in contact with somebody. You just you go talk to them and we're going to send you away. They're they're utilizing the illegals to attack DeSantis, and they're gonna say 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 that you um, had say you were stressed and that you shit yourself, say you know emotional damage, say um, all this stuff. Oh my gosh, what a bonus. yeah! And it was a humanitarian crisis with only fifty people sent there. What about the thousands of people that are overwhelming our border towns yeah, yeah. in Arizona and Texas and the surrounding states and. Let's talk about, you know, this is going to be, if, if it ever does make it to court, they're going to completely shoot this out of the water in court because they're going to say, well, Biden was doing the same thing, sending plane loads of illegals to mm -hmm. other states. So, because they're trying to make this a human trafficking issue. Yeah, they're Look, calling DeSantis it the human trafficker. Is, is a human trafficker. Yeah, well, then isn't Biden by the same, by that definition, the same thing? You know, it, so it's there's never there's no possible way. And I say that with a grain of salt, because we all know that the left doesn't actually follow the, the rule of law. They just kind of do whatever they want. It's like, you know, it to sidetrack a little bit to just show an example of this. Yeah. Our state legislature, this session had passed rules on transgender athletes being able to compete in school and are not being not allowed okay. so you can't have boys competing in girls sports even if they identify as a girl a leftist judge here in montana said that that is unconstitutional this is a law that our uh, legislature passed how is that unconstitutional i, I don't know <laughs> see but that's what i'm saying they don't actually make any sense they just they're like well, you can't do that it's unconstitutional they don't follow the law they just throw this stuff out there willy-nilly it's like throwing a wet noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks and um so th there's the potential for the same thing to happen with this right is that they're oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, the right is perpetrating human trafficking, but the left is not. No, Biden's trying to relocate homeless immigrants. The beautiful thing yeah. is that the, the argument is, okay, then let's fortify the border. Right. <laughs> let's solve the I issue love completely. How, I love how they're sending, you know, thousands of people to Kamala Harris's, you know, yeah. VP residence. <laughs> I honestly it's fucked you know, up, but they have no other option. They can't send them back. A lot of people say, just send them back, you know, but they can't. They should. They can't. They literally can't. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's crazy. We know something needs to be done. And it is um, really concerning because it is an invasion. Trump says it's an invasion. Other people say it's an invasion. There oh, it's 100%. Videos confirming that, admitting that it's an invasion. I saw a picture of like a dozen immigrants, uh, 10 of which were uh, adult men or, you know, young men. Uh, yeah. 
Why is it mostly young men coming in? It's because they are going to be fighting the war for the Democrats is what it is. They're going to be probably hitmen for hire, drug dealers, human traffickers, huh. whatever you need. Whatever they need, they're going to do the bidding of Soros is what it is. They're going to join Antifa. Yeah. They're going to do all this bullshit. I, that's, exactly. my, that's my thinking. You know, we've got, there's another story that we have that's kind of related to this. I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit and then we can go back. But uh, DHS intelligence reports reveal that Venezuela is emptying prisons and sending dangerous convicts to the U.S. border. So, you know, this is all just another play. Why is Venezuela emptying their prisons and sending all these people here? Because they need an army. You know, so... um, this talks about, you know, the impeachment of Joe Biden, Article 1, failure to secure the national border. He's out there absolutely right. Look at them. But over four, yeah, they're all men. There is no women in there whatsoever. Over 4.9 million illegals entered the United States during Joe Biden's first 18 months in office via the open southern U.S. border. Probably more. That is roughly the population of Ireland. Crossing the open border into the U.S. in 18 months. Probably more. Is this, yeah. The Biden regime has cheered on this evasion and the eventual collapse of the United States. And it says we are no longer a sovereign nation. They're absolutely right. That was the goal. They want to They want to replace us is what they're wanting to do. Um, it, it's just absolutely. And these are the people that are coming across our borders and that are in our towns and our communities in Arizona and Texas and Florida, and they're being shipped all over the, they tried sending them to Montana and Montana said, turn that plane around and get them out of here. We don't want them. I mean, they're still coming in by car and they're bringing loads of fentanyl with them. You know, there's been, we've had some arrests here in Montana that they've confiscated enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in the state of Montana. Yeah, we had the same here in, in Washington State. Yeah. And this is what we're looking at. And nobody is doing anything about it and, and saying anything about this. Um, it's just being completely swept under the rug. But I just it, that kind of tied into it. And so I thought I'd throw that in there just a little ahead, but we can back up and get back on track. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see anything uh, anything big with the queen this morning. Um, I, was I know that they're having her funeral. I think it's on yeah. right now. It's being televised right now. Yeah, it's been going on since like 4.30 this morning. Yeah. I was up and I was extremely bored because nothing eventful was happening. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden remembers meeting the queen for tea and crumpets. U.S. President <laughs> Joe Biden used an interview ahead of Monday's funeral for Queen Elizabeth II to fondly recall the time he met her at Windsor Castle. Ugh. I don't want to want to hear his story. He's just retarded. But um, he was on 60 Minutes yesterday. I think yeah. it was yesterday. I know some of you watched it. I couldn't bring myself to torture myself, but there are some clips. Here's one where he's talking about his son. Hunter Biden's former addiction to crack cocaine led to a life he describes as nonstop depravity. He has also acknowledged a federal investigation into his taxes. Congress investigated Hunter Biden's job with a Ukrainian company at the time that his father ran Ukrainian policy in the Obama administration. A Republican investigation, however, uncovered no wrongdoing by then-Vice President Biden. 
Mr. President, if you run again, Republicans are most likely to go after your son, Hunter, once again. And I wonder what you would like to say about your son and whether any of his troubles have caused conflicts for you or for the United States. I love my son, number one. He fought an uh, addiction problem. He overcame it. He wrote about it. And no, there's not a single thing that I've observed at all from the, that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. Oh, thank God. Oh, I didn't even have a sound, so it was okay. Oh, he said he doesn't <laughs> think there's anything that involves Hunter that will affect him or whatever. He's oh, of course that. not, because and he that, thinks he's untouchable. Yeah, and his son overcame his drug addiction, and he's so brave, and da-da-da-da-da. Sorry, I didn't share sound. Uh, there was a ridiculous. lot that came out. Yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. I heard there was, was a, a lot that actually came out of that 60-minute interview, I think. Yeah, there is a lot, and it was quite painful. I, I have more clips. We're not going to go through all of them because I don't want to make this about 60 minutes, but it was just baloney. Yeah. I, you know, and I hope – they've talked about the second laptop from hell. I know Josh has talked a little bit about that. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know much about it. I've really been out of the loop. Um, in a lot of this for a while. I just, I, I took my opportunity to unplug and I really did a kind of unplug from everything. I was on my computer this morning and I went, oh man, I don't really even know what's going on. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> We're getting back. I will get caught here. up though. I promise. It's. I've been listening to the daily dose and stuff. And so I'm not completely out of the loop, right? But as far as I haven't really been following a lot of this stuff as closely as I normally do. Right. Like every day, like we were. Yeah, exactly. Like we but are. But I will get back on track for that. Yeah, fentanyl is absolute Yeah, disaster. it's getting bad. It's, it's bad everywhere. It's not, you know, they're having it's massive amount of problems all over the country. It's by design. Trump said it during his speech, I think, in Ohio. He said that he talked to President Xi in China and said something like, uh, like pretending to be an idiot. Uh, do you have a drug problem here? Drug problem? No. Oh, because we have a drug problem. How do you not have a drug problem? We have quick trials. So if there's any offense, there's a quick trial and it's dealt with. And if you're guilty, you're killed. Right. And well, you know, and here's the thing is that in our country, there's a lot of states. I know Oregon is one. I don't know if Washington has done this or not, but I believe California has as well. So a lot of your West Coast states have completely decriminalized drug use. So yep. if you get caught doing meth on the street or fentanyl, or, you get a ticket. But it's literally a misdemeanor offense. Like, you don't they don't even haul you to jail for that anymore. No, not in our, in my state. They don't even give you a ticket unless you have like a cop who's really passionate or something. Like I don't think because right. I've dealt Most with the situation them. with a, somebody on drugs where the cops came and they're like, they're like, yeah, it sucks, but honestly, there's nothing we could do. Yeah. Well, and if they do give a most of them the time, they don't give a ticket though because. One, they know that any money they have is going to drug use. They know they're not going to show up to court. They're not reliable. Uh, most time, these people are homeless. There's no way of tracking them down. And so they don't even waste their time. But they do have the ability to give 
tickets, I think at least in Oregon. I could be wrong, but that was my understanding of how it was. Yeah. Did you read anything about this with Taiwan? A little bit, yeah. Biden again vows U.S. forces would defend Taiwan if China invades. So he did this once before, and the White House walked it back. And they're like, no, 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 yeah. no, that's not what they meant, what he meant. We support the China One policy. And uh, so Biden was asked if it says Biden answered yes when asked whether American forces would defend the self-ruled island if it came under Chinese military invasion. Yes, if, in fact, there was an unprecedented attack, he said in a sit-down with Scott Scott Pelley, which aired in full. So this is talking about the 60-minute interview. And your point, uh, yeah, and your point with um, the White House walking, walking that statement back is important because, in reality, it would probably look a lot like Ukraine because our stance with Taiwan, from my understanding, based on another article I was reading, was that it's kind of uh, a limbo situation of we don't we're not obligated to go. I'm and put our not in sure though because he was actually asked. So apparently the question was, but would U.S. forces defend the island, Biden? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. So Question. I, so it says, so unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Biden yes. says yes. I don't think it's required, though, is what I'm trying no, to No, no, no. I don't think so either. But again, this, you know, the White House was like, they had to walk it back again. And so, you Because know, I it, think they maintain ambiguity. Yes. The White House wants to maintain ambiguity as, it, as to whether or not they actually would. President right. Biden's yeah. probably made his decision he wants to do it, but who's, he's not in charge, so fuck it. I don't think that he even knows what he's talking about. I think that <laughs> I think he's like, well, yes, they're our allies. Of course we defend them, because that's what you know it was years ago when he actually remembers anything. And now the White House is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have his little note cards there and stuff. And But regardless, this uh, Taiwan situation is not going to be pretty. You know, whether they send them in or not, it's going to be a global conflict in one way or another when it comes to trade, semiconductors, and all this. And World War Three, or World War Four, or however you look at it, is going to be largely surrounding the production of these semiconductors. And uh, so it's really, really important, and we're getting into th- we're getting into the thick of it. Um, hopefully, things cool off quickly, but we're heading heading right into a dark winter. And, yeah, uh, I I don't think that they're going to cool off quickly um, unless somebody else comes in and takes charge of things that isn't Biden or his regime, because they want this chaos. They've got to have this disruption in order to continue their plans. They can't, they need the world in chaos. They need the world on fire. That's why, you know, Hillary Clinton and her husband look so gleeful over the fact that, you know, oh, we're starting our initiative back up because the world's on fire. Yay. Yeah. I mean, these people are all happy that this chaos exists and they only want to perpetrate it and, you know, escalate it. But yeah, well, I think they're also terrified because they are. Uh, they're pretty desperate. You know, they're not where they want to be by years. 
And mm-hmm. I think they probably look at all this like we are right now, and they kind of are unsure of their futures, which they should be, because I'm not laying down and letting craziness happen that's genocidal and anti-American and anti-human. Really? Right? No way. Well, no way in hell. Trump forced their hands in... Um, speeding up their they're, they're not able to slow roll this out like they wanted you know they were hoping that they would have the eight years under Hillary Clinton and they'd be able to slow roll this out and people would be asleep enough that they could do that well they were right in the fact that people were asleep enough that they could have probably and I say probably because I don't know um, pulled this off but at this point, because their plan has been delayed and they're having to speed things up exponentially, I think people, even the most asleep, are looking at this going, wait a minute, something doesn't seem right here. And people that are, you know, only slightly still asleep and, you know, on to the awake side of things are looking at it going, there's something really wrong here, you know, because they had to play their hand and they had to show their hand and play their cards way before they would have normally if things had been if been left on the track that they were on. That makes sense. I think that's pretty good. Uh, let's talk about NATO. Shanghai, NATO, do you want to cover this one? Sure. It says, will the United States and NATO wake up to what happened at the meeting of the Shanghai Corporation Organization? says, I am certain that most Americans do not have a clue what transpired this week at the meeting of the Shanghai Corporation Organization, a.k.a. SCO. It is a clarion call, a defiant declaration that the countries which account for over half of the world's population are no longer going to defer to the United States. The attendees included Russia, China, India, Turkey, Iran, Pakistan, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. The speeches by Russian Vladimir Putin and China's Xi Jinping are especially noteworthy. Both countries put the United States on notice that the United States and NATO will be treated as a sponsor of terrorism because they supply weapons to Ukraine that are being used to attack civilian targets. You may accuse me of exaggerating because neither Putin nor Xi mentioned the United States or NATO by name, but the actions of the NATO allies in Ukraine are seen by both Russia and China as acts of terrorism. I am reprinting the salient portions of each speech below. Um, Russia and China also put the West on notice that Iran is no longer going to be treated as a pariah state. Iran is welcomed emphatically by both Putin and Xi as a member of the SCO. Going forward, this means that Iran will do business with all members of the SCO under the rubric of a new financial order being organized by Russia, China, India, and Brazil. And these are the BRICS nations, in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, and they're probably going to be backed by gold with their... uh... They are yeah. being backed they, by They already gold. are, but yeah. Yeah. Russia. So is. basically they're saying, look, they're working on they're working on collapsing the US dollar as the global currency. And Biden is working on collapsing the US dollar here domestically. So you know, things look pretty dire as far as the, you know, Biden wants to collapse it because what he wants to put in is the um CBDCs, which are the central bank digital currencies. And he wants to be able to control everybody's purchases. He wants to be able to control every aspect. He wants to be able to shut your bank account off if you do not follow 
his tyrannical regime and you don't do what he wants and follow the narrative that he wants, you know, and all of those things, you know, if you're, if you're considered an extremism, they're going to turn your bank accounts off and they're going to take all your money away and your ability to purchase anything. And so it'll be interesting. You know, we, we definitely have, I guess, if you look at it from the standpoint of white hats and black hats, it certainly appears that the BRICS nations are fighting against the globalists and trying to take down that um, that part of the cabal. I, I still think yeah. that they're all part of a bigger cabal, right? I think so. Like, I don't think that Putin and Xi and Iran and the leaders of all of those countries are good guys, but they obviously um, are are more inclined towards nationalism and sovereignty than these globalists that are trying to take over that have got their foothold in the United States and Europe. I or agree. North America in Europe. Yeah. We have another clip from that 60 minutes. <clears throat> Can I get sound maybe this time? Perfect. You're so sweet. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. There we the have it. The pandemic is over. Never started. Well, there was that bioweapon, but besides that. You know, I saw somebody on Twitter um, say, oh, the pandemic's over. I wonder what they're planning next. And I said, climate lockdowns. Josh has yeah. been talking about that for a while. I mean, they keep SARS, Mars, MERS, whatever the hell. Next, or, yeah, the pandemic. next pandemic. Yeah, you know they they've got this whole arsenal of bioweapons at their disposal um, because we've seen some of the evidence come out about um, all the things that they've created in those bio labs and the testing that's been done on people and. Um, it's scary what they have, you know, and the best thing that you can do is get your health to a point where you're, um, you're healthy, your immune system is strong yeah. and you're, you know, stay away from, you know, the processed food. One of the goals that I have in my family is to, if we don't grow it or kill it, we don't eat it. You know, my goal by the end of next year is to not be buying things from the grocery store, nice. you know, um, except for maybe, you know, simple things like flour and baking soda and things along those lines that you need. Um, but like, I know how to make my own apple cider vinegar. You know, I can, nice. I know how to do all these things. I can figure out how to make my own toothpaste. I can figure out how to make my own soap. I don't need, um, I shouldn't need to go to the grocery store. I mean, granted, I will be limited on some of the things that, that I eat. Like 
I may not be able to eat mangoes, right? Because <laughs> uh, let's face it, you mean nobody's growing mangoes in Montana. So, you know, it's, but that's one of the things that we're working on doing is because everything that we have that you get out of the grocery store is either GMO or it's highly processed. Now they're starting to add um, bugs to our food. Yeah. And, you know, there are people that are like, well, people eat bugs. Look at places in, you know, bugs have a toxin in them or a chemical in them that is toxic to humans. Yeah. You I, eat too much of that, it's going to affect your health. I heard that a lot of bugs have, I forget what the substance is, but basically yeah, it's yeah. it's digested by birds and this kind of thing, which is why they eat humans it. It fucks us that. up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're starting to add this to our food, you know. Um, the other thing that I've started noticing is on packages of food when I look at it, because I obviously pay a lot more closer attention to the ingredients and things now, it says um, contains bioengineered ingredients. Yes. But it doesn't tell you what those are. And it doesn't tell you what it is. It's, you know, so you have no idea. You know, they, they get around these. Are, those are the loopholes in the law because they're required to list the ingredients. But when it comes to stuff like that, it's um, they're technically listing it, but they don't have to actually list it. It's just like a lot of things that are advertised as 100% organic, um, like your shampoos and soaps and different things like that. They only actually have to be 5% organic to be considered because of the way that the rules are written. So, you know, I just... I'm getting to a point now where I don't trust any of that. And I'm like, I want to know what is going into my body and my family's body. I want to know what's going into my child's body. I want to know that he's healthy because I've made him that way. It's my responsibility yeah. to make sure he's healthy and stays that way. And and the U.S. is probably one of the worst countries as far as diets go. And mm-hmm. it's nothing against any individual. Literally, you could have a healthy person from um sweden come to the u.s and gain weight by eating the same exact shit they were eating over there just because our food is that messed up it's no no joke and you know health is really important andrea i agree with that and i am thankful for everybody on the social red pill that is so that are so um intelligent when it comes to things like health and finding all the good resources and people like Judy Mikovits that uh, people share her content and other, other great doctors as well. And we have nurses and all kinds of stuff on there who uh, share their information. So thank you all. But it's terrifying to me that they're going along with this, this, first of all, the fake, the scandemic bullshit, COVID bullshit, acting like it's not a genocide, acting like myocarditis is normal, and then all the food that's constantly poisoning us as well. They're very committed to this agenda of screwing us over, killing us. It's It's not just food either. It's in everything. It's literally everything. It's It's in your household products. It's in your personal care products. It's in your deodorant that has aluminum in it. You know, it's in your, your box wipes and right. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> My brother's like, you probably smell. And I'm like a little bit like if I don't shower for a long time, but 
not bad. I don't smell like nobody tells me well, I stink you know, or anything. And he's like, he's like, well, you can't smell it, but other people could smell it. You probably are scaring people off. And I was I'm like, I don't think so, dude. I don't, I really don't. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, and they have, you can get, if you really want to wear deodorant, you can get natural or alternative magnesium oil. I just learned about is um, a really good alternative that will help reduce any body odor that you have from sweat. And it's hundred percent magnesium oil. Like you, your body needs magnesium, you know? So, and it's honestly kind of a good way of checking to see if you're deficient in magnesium because you spray that on your armpits and if it itches and it burns, which it only does for a few minutes, it's an indicator that your body is low on magnesium, which That's I didn't know. Cool. Yeah. It, it is. So, you know, you spray it on there and I was like, oh, it's going to burn oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, black, and I was reading the back of the bottle. And yeah, it was like this is normal. <laughs> black Jester just said water, and yeah, the water. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, Watch. our water is poison. They add fluoride to it, and you know it's so it's it's in everything, you know, and that's why I've started just changing the way that I do things, and I want to learn how to make my own products. And yeah, it's not going to be easy, and there's a lot of stuff that. Um, I'll have to do myself to process things, but I can grow my own herbs. I can, I can get a distiller and a small distiller and uh, still my own essential oils. So yeah, I'd like to get into that. I need one. I don't have one uh, or just purifying water as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, we, I think we got a couple more stories. Just but... one more. And that's about the U S Navy. They're changing their vaccine. Um, Mandate. They changed their vaccine mandate policy. Um, the thing about this is, so they're not really pushing people to get it anymore. Um, but here's the thing. they I mean, they're not forcing them. I'll put it that way. They're still incentivizing them or at least being pushed. <coughs> people think that they need to incentivize um, active military to get it still. It's just kind of up in the air still, but it seems like they backed off a little bit on requiring the mandates. Um, but we're still being attacked there. So, uh, kind of good news, kind of bad news. I guess it's just, we're still in the middle of that struggle, but they're not, uh, at least they're not punishing them anymore. They're not discharging them. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the big win there is that they're not being, um, they're not being punished for not taking the vaccine and yeah. you know, Props to all of those military members who refused to take it and who stood strong. And, you know, that that's a hard road to go down, you know, and, and anybody that's in any kind of an industry where you were forced to take it, nurses and doctors and stuff like that, because they're in the same boat where they've been forced into doing this. You know, if you've been able to stand strong throughout all of this, even at the cost of your career, you know, props to you because that's a hard position to be in and a hard decision to make. Absolutely. But, uh, it's about that time we've been going for an hour. We covered a few things here or there. You guys, we're so happy that we're, that we're back here with you. And it's so good just to see the chats go by here. And, uh, thank you for everybody on Facebook tuning in. Great to see you all. Um, yeah. Thank you, Grandma Revolt, for saying I'm too cute to scare anybody off. That is so <laughs> you're, you're the best. Um, thank you for all for tuning in across all of the interwebs, uh, CloutHub, uh, DLive, Telegram, uh, wherever Facebook else. Facebook is blowing Rumble. up lately. 
So we've got yeah. a lot of viewers from Facebook, which I'm surprised. Yeah, to thank, you. See. So, yeah um, thank you. If you are on Facebook, please go out to Rumble or DLive and find us on these alternative platforms because we get censored constantly. We have gone through endless accounts. So at least have us on uh, standby elsewhere in case we disappear one day. Um, if you're over there on Rumble, please hit those plus signs and uh, join us over on the social network, socialredpill.com. Say hello. We'd love to see you there. A lot of good stuff there. Free to join. Uh, please go. Please go. Make sure you guys tune in tonight to The Daily Dose at 5.30 p.m. Pacific uh, with Joshua Reed. Um, I'll be in touch with him later. We'll see what the game plan is. Maybe I could get on a co-host spot there now that I'm uh, back up and running. Uh, and then this afternoon we have uh, Mick and V. Lynn with their show. If you're interested in that, they'll be tuning, they'll be uh, streaming on most of these channels, uh, Rumble, DLive, etc. And Pilled. We love our Pilled family. Thank you guys as well. So uh, what else do we got, Andrea? Anything? Uh, I think want to thank you so much, too, for being my partner oh, in truth and helping me get through all this stuff and uh just going back it and forth and what the heck's going on it's really great i've been actually wanted to ask you what you thought i did ask you today what do you think about what's going on right because I've, right. Been, I've been kind of holding off i'm like i'm just gonna wait until we start the show back up and finally <laughs> i could pick your brain again uh right. every day it, so you know what and like i said earlier it, it does seem that there are things going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of and I like Josh's perspective and I hope he continue. And I'm sure he will, of course, you know, continues giving his input and his feedback and tying all of the stuff that's happening behind the scenes into what's going on in the news and what we're seeing. Cause some of the stuff that we're seeing in the news cycle doesn't always make sense. Right. Like you see something and you're like, what? And then you, you look at a different aspect of something, you know, or this is what's on, you know, this is what Donald Trump is saying, or this is what Dan Scavino tweeted out or whatever, whoever it is, it's putting out that information. And you're like, okay, that makes more sense now looking at it from this standpoint. And so seeing the stuff that's, you know, going on behind the scenes and having some insight into that, obviously they can't come out and just, if there is some kind of plan and, you know, I'm a realist. I'm going to tell you just flat out and you can crucify me if you want. It's okay. Um, I'm not hundred percent convinced that there is a plan or that it's a great plan only because I don't know what it is. So nobody's told me what it is. Um, they could have laid it all out. It's all in, you know, riddles and rhymes and puzzles and, to me, that's, you know, but I understand that in order to do something like this, you obviously can't just say, hey, this is what we're doing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, you know, I go back and forth on it, too, of I'm very confident and then I'm very unsure. I'm very confident and very unsure because we definitely have been put in a position to, in order to, well, what we say is, right, in order to expose it, we had to um, kind of go through it, right? Yeah, but, and... you know, honestly, in... in some aspects of it, even though I kind of understand that, I think it's a shitty way of doing things. Um, I think it is too, but the only justification I could see is that if it, the whole situation was analyzed and it's basically like the best of all the shitty roads, you know yeah. what I mean? 
Like, yes, we could have been in nuclear yeah. war with Russia had Hillary Clinton be, been elected at the beginning right. to start off with. So it's like, maybe this is the least detrimental scenario that we could have gone down based on, like, AI interpretations on what the future was going to be. Who knows? I'm just kind of going off on I mean, way. it really depends on... I think that there are so many things that we can't see and roads that maybe paths that this could have taken that we can't imagine that we can't necessarily say, well, this was the right plan or the wrong plan, right? I'm all yeah. we can do is go off of the information that we have available to us. And it's like, sometimes to me, and, and this is just my opinion, I'm like, hmm, this looks like a pretty shitty plan. You know, yeah. millions of people are going to die. Right. And, and can peace, can we have peace without having any deaths? And then how no, many deaths is peace even worth? Right, we've all lost so many loved ones and all this. Yeah. Like some people well, are just you know, absolutely it was, devastated. It was funny. Somebody, uh, Tom and I were talking the other day, and I said, you know, I have a solution to this whole problem with borders because obviously borders is a big issue right now with everything we're going through. I said, get rid of all of them, every single one of them. No more borders anywhere. And then you get rid of all governments. I don't think it could happen. It wouldn't. It, it's far-fetched, right? But you think about the beginning of time, the first peoples that were here. Look at look at North America before it was settled by Europeans. I don't believe history. I'm just going to say that. But. I don't either. But there's been a time. Stuff, right. They had tribes. And, and, and there was warring and stuff like that. But you didn't have... Um, real organized governments that were large like what we have now. Um, people are always going to tribal up, right? Like you're always going to have some form of government. There's no way to completely, you're always going to have someone that thinks that they can rule over someone else. That's never going to go away. It's just human nature. But you get rid of big governments and let people rule themselves you know small smaller smaller stuff's better for sure i agree yeah. i don't think it's a so, terrible idea but it's never going to happen i mean or the likelihood of it happening is extremely small yeah but it's it just an interesting thought i like having these interesting conversations with people you know and stuff and making my brain think and and getting Likewise. other people's input and you may agree with it or you may not and that's okay yeah, you guys. So leave your comments. I see you guys going crazy over there and on Facebook and DLive and Pilled. And I appreciate all the feedback. Uh, like I said, please hit those plus sides. And uh, I appreciate you all very much. I can't wait to see you next time, which will be tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Andrew, do you have any final words for the wonderful Red Pill family? Uh, not too much. Like I said at the beginning, if you guys have conversations on the fringe guests that you're interested in seeing on the Red Pill, then reach out to me, post, tag me in a post, something like that. You can even reach out to me on Twitter. I think my Twitter handle is acraft1. Um, but message me and we'll see what we can do. I can't guarantee anything because obviously I'm not the one that approves those guests. So <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. but I'll definitely can get them in front of Josh. All right. Thank you so much. Once again, everybody will be back soon. We can't wait. Uh, take care and uh, have a great day. God bless. Yeah.
I guess.